Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation. Welcome to the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Dennis Ackman. Pleased to be joined by former Raider great Stanford route. Stan, Christmas has come. The Raiders, I believe, like what they had underneath the tree. They opened up the package, and there was Texas Tech edge rusher Tyree Wilson. Stan, I think he's well-regarded, obviously, as a pass rusher, and there was some yeah. talk he could go as high as number two overall in this draft. I think the Raiders got to be very pleased to get him at number seven. Uh, your thoughts? You know, I think that uh, I think it's more of a wait-and-see type of approach, I think, for a lot of the Raider nation, simply because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Raiders have Max Crosby, right? Didn't he go to, like, Pro Bowl or something last year? Yeah, he's one of the top edge rushers in the game. I think we can all agree oh, with that. Really? Okay, I wouldn't have guessed <laughs> taking somebody number seven overall that's an edge rusher. And Chandler Jones, been to several Pro Bowls, and has won Super Bowls, and obviously not the player he once was, but nope. still something left in the tank. Would you agree? On the back end of his career, though, Stan, would you agree yeah. with that? Absolutely. Now, okay. and, and I say that to say this, because you listen to all of the draft experts, you listen to all the prognosticators and all that, and there was not really any generational talent in this draft. Good players, right. but not generational talent. So, the reason why I'm saying that is to say this. I would, I, I believe I can make a strong argument that the Raiders need more help in the back end than they do on the front line. Would you agree or disagree with that? Stan, they need help everywhere. They do. I, oh, no doubt about it. But right. if we had to split hairs and say, which place do they need help more, or should I say more urgently right now, what would you say? I'm going to go on the back end because your point is well taken. They got Max Crosby up front. We have no corners whatsoever to speak of. Nate exactly. Hobbs is great. Nate Hobbs is great in the slot. Let's exactly, yeah. DA. Yep. That's why I would say I would have taken a corner, but also at the same time, much like all of these guys are saying, and if you just look at everybody, the prospects, all that, there really is not much game changer, generational talent type of uh, type of talent on the defense side of the ball within this draft. That's why. I can see why the Raiders did not take a corner at number seven and why they took Tyree Wilson. That's why I say that this is something that it's going to be more of a wait and see type of approach when we can actually go and better ascertain the grade that we want to give on this pick. Like I said, Tyree Wilson was started off at AM, transferred to Texas Tech. He's from the state of Texas. I ride with all my Texas guys. I know guys, you so do. I first, got to, I first got to put that out there. But if we're just sitting up here, we're trying to split hairs. Over what we think about this pick, I really think that it's going to be something that we have to wait and see on. All right, let me get the uh, let me get the promo in here, and then we can continue. Uh, Bet Online AG is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season, and we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs: basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use your promo code believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. 
All right, Stan, I want to go back to the pick because you and I have talked about uh, over the years when you are suspect on the back end like the Raiders are, have been, always have been, it seems like, you need a yes. good pass rusher, right? Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And I say that, yes, you need to have that type of an edge rusher to go ahead and alleviate some of that pain, some of that anguish, some of that pressure off of guys in the back end. But the thing is, is that you already have that with Max Crosby. Now, listen, if it was a situation where it's a Vaughn Miller, it is a, a Chase Young, it is a Nick Bosa, a Joey Bosa that you're going after, somebody that you feel, hey, this guy's going to be a pro bowler as a rookie. He's going to be a bookend for Max Crosby for the next generation. I'm sorry, for the next decade, for years to come. Then you know what? I'm all for it. You go ahead. You rush up there. You give Roger Goodell that pick, and you do not look back. But if we're thinking that this is not going to be a situation where he's a pro bowler as a rookie, then that's what leaves the trepidation. That's what leaves the apprehension as far as wondering, okay, maybe you could have better use that pick elsewhere, maybe in the back end. But then again, like I said, as far as difference makers, we're not sure Christian Gonzalez is going to be a difference maker. Right. We're not sure that where the spoon out of Illinois is going to be a difference maker, like a Darrell Revis, like a, a, a Marcus Peters as a rookie, like uh, Devin McCourty uh, going to the Pro Bowl as a rookie for the New England Patriots back in 2010. We're not sure on that. So that's why, like I said, I got to go ahead, pause. It's going to take time to better ascertain what we think of this pick, we got to take the wait and see approach. All right, Stan, here's his pre beg your pardon, here's his pre draft analyst. I want to read this to you. Wilson is a powerful pass rusher who is difficult to keep off the quarterback when he shoots his hands inside and extends his long arms. He wins rushing off the yeah. edge and between the tackles. While he's at his best hunting quarterbacks, he moves well for his size and could spot drop into coverage. Wilson has the size and strength to set the edge when teams run at him. He gets off blocks, and his length is a great asset when it comes to tackling. And we know tackling has also been a weakness, Stan, on, on this team as well. So, Stan, you've heard that, but let me ask you this. You played uh, eight years in the NFL. For a guy who's coming in who's expected to add to the pass rush and, and things that I just talked about uh, in his pre-draft analysis, what is going to be his biggest learning curve, and how much can guys like Chandler Jones and Max Crosby maybe speed up the process with their experience that they can help him with? I think it's probably just the speed of the game. I think that what he's got to now understand and that coming out of Texas Tech, which is a power five conference, so it's not like he's going against scrubs out there. Right. But he's going against an NFL right tackle or left tackle, whichever side you're going to have him on. And was he going against an NFL level tackle every Saturday in college? That right there bodes the question. I'd be, I'd venture to say he wasn't. So it's just the speed of the game. It's just the talent level, the strength, that athleticism that that tackle is going to be able to have going against like the Trent Williams of the world. That's going to be where that learning curve gets really steep. And that's where you need the Max Crosby's. That's where you need the Chandler Jones to go ahead, take you up under their wing and teach you the ropes, helping you better learn your technique helping you better learn exactly what your weaknesses are, your skill set, which techniques actually exact, uh, transfer over to what your skill set is. Like you just said, we obviously know he's got the twitch to him. He's got the athleticism. But just like Mel Kuyper was saying during the broadcast, it's all about is he going to still uh, be able to bounce back from that foot injury? Is he going to be able to go ahead and now hit the ground running coming early throughout his rookie season? That 
is the biggest question with him. And I think that he's going to be able to, because I think Max Crosby is a, definitely a great leader and he's one of the captains of this defense. But is the talent, is the talent disparity from the NFL to college and what he's used to, is that going to be something he's going to be able to pick up early on? Dan, let me ask you this. The Raiders didn't have a first-round pick last year. The previous year, they took Alex Leatherwood uh, with the top with their top pick. I think he was number 17 overall. He was not pick. even on the team. Exactly. They took Clee Farrell one point at four at number four. Here's the difference. I and think, I think he's now a 49er. You're right. So at least, you know what, with this pick, we're like, okay, I'm not shaking my head and like, what the hell did the Raiders just do? I felt like they actually had a plan going in to this first round and be like, you know what? To us, we took the best player available on that draft. You know, and and if that's and if that's truly their mindset, I cannot completely crucify them on that. I can't right. just because. Yeah, somebody would say, well, they should have taken a corner. Yeah, but Witherspoon, Gonzalez, are those guys going to be instant first day starters going to the Pro Bowl, or challenging for that level, playing at that high level their rookie year? We don't know that. They were projected not to be that coming out in this draft. So that's why if that's the uh, if that's the philosophy of best player available, you know what? I cannot crucify them on that. I can't. That's why I keep saying I believe it's got to be a wait and see approach as far as how we're going to judge, how we're going to grade this pick number seven. You know, Stan, you and I are recording this podcast right now. It is 7-11 p.m. Pacific. And I was wondering, are the Raiders going to try to trade back into the first round and take Christian Gonzalez? And the Patriots were picking at 17, and I was like, pick up the phone, Josh McDaniels, call your old boss, and see what it would take. And lo and behold, guess who the New England Patriots took at number 17? I'm looking at it right now, but I'll <laughs> let you go ahead and, uh, and announce it. Christian Gonzalez. So, look, it may, you know, maybe maybe you and I, our minds thinking like the Patriots. I don't know, Stan, but I was like, that's who, you know, you and I uh, in our previous podcast, that's who you wanted them to take. That's who you zeroed in on, and he goes to the New England Patriots. So it looked like the Raiders and are going to stand pat. And with their picks, uh, they still have three more in the top 100. And the thing is, is like, guess what? Guess who was taking one pick right before Christian Gonzalez for the New England Patriots? You have Emmanuel Forbes coming out of Mississippi State, number 16 overall to the Washington Commanders. So it just goes to show that obviously we saw everybody's mock draft. We saw that. And we thought the top two corners were Christian Gonzalez and Witherspoon out right. of Illinois. Big physical man coverage guy from up there in the Big Ten. And now look what happens. The second corner off the board is somebody straight out of the SEC, Mississippi State Emmanuel Forbes. And it just goes to show that I feel for a lot of positions in this year's draft, because there was a lot of unidentified, unsolidified, number one, we all know it. He's going to go the first one in this, in this position group. It wasn't a lot of that solidified leader, head and shoulders above everybody else at certain positions. So it just goes to show that probably also led into the Raiders not taking a corner at the number seven pick just because they weren't sold completely on one of the top three guys. So Stan, uh, let's look forward now to the rest of the draft. Now the Raiders total have 12 picks and they still have, <clears throat> beg your pardon, they have a total of four in the top 100. And you and I have been talking and I was thinking, okay, let's go defense on the first pick. Maybe we go quarterback in the second round maybe even the third round. But you know what, Stan? They signed Jimmy Garoppolo. And we've been talking for I don't know how long. They need a complete infusion on the defensive side of the ball. I've kind of changed Absolutely. my – I have changed my tone. I think, Stan, these top four picks, uh, these top four picks of the 100 that they have, they all got to be on the defensive side of the football, Stan. They do because – Finally, I mean, uh, DA, you finally came around to that. Of course they, they got to all be on the defense side of do. the ball. Now, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, no, no, go ahead. You, no, <laughs> you go. Of course, they got to be on the defense side of the ball. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Jimmy G, we all know that he's brittle. We right. all know that there is a strong chance Jimmy G will not be suiting up for all 17 games this season. We know that. I just think that you got to let him go ahead and sink or swim. He is not in a situation where he's going to have to be looking over his shoulder, where you're going to have that backup quarterback in the fold that is like a Trey Lance, where you can tell the coaches are itching to push him out there on the football field. It's not that type of a starter backup situation. So you got to just go ahead, roll with Jimmy G. If you want to take one in the later rounds, then you know what? Go right ahead and do that. But I think the top four picks, like what you were just saying, you got to expend those on the defense side of the ball. You've already gone and wasted number seven. I'm sorry, not wasted. You spent number seven right. on an edge rusher, on a pass rusher. That's okay. But you know what? These next ones, you have to figure out that back seven. Once again, the Raiders lost five games last year due to blowing a double-digit lead. That's an NFL record, DA. I Do you want to see that again? Hell no. I think we're all tired of it. What's the quickest way for? What's the quickest way for a team to come back in a game where they're down by double-digit points? What's the quickest way? They put a, they start throwing the ball all over the field. Do the air. Have, yeah, and if you don't have a defense that can stop them, which we've seen the Raiders. And how do you stop? And how do you stop the ball from being in the air? For one, you got to sack the quarterback. That's right, number good one. pass rush. Number two, if you don't, if the pass rush ain't getting there, then what, once again, what's the other way you got to stop? Them? You got to be good on the back end, Stan. Exactly, you got to be good on the back end. You ain't really done much in free agency. Nope. Yay. No. So you know no. what? You better attack it in this draft. Absolutely. Amen. I'm with you, Stan. I mean, I look at, like we said, the top four need to be defense, and they have 12 total. I'm sure they're going to take a quarterback somewhere in, in one of those 12 picks. But Yeah, and, and, and like I said, I'm not, going to, I'm, I'm not going to malign them. I'm not going to crucify them for that because you've got to always have depth. You've got yep. to always have young, fresh blood coming through your facility at all positions. I'm just simply saying right now, right here, right now, today is April 28th, 27th, 2023. Right here, right now, your most glaring needs, your most glaring vacancies on your football team are on the defense side of the ball. That's number one. And they're namely in the back end. Yep. So do not expend an early pick on a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. I hear you, Stan. You know, one thing in... See, I've always said this, when you're trying to build something, uh, yes, you can fill holes through free agency, but man, you got to build, you got to build through the draft. When you get young no guys, about it. Dan, when you get young guys who can play that when that's when you get, you attract the free agents because like, oh man, they got something building there and I want to be part of it. You know, I always go Absolutely. back to the Warriors when the Warriors drafted Steph Clay, Steph, Clay Thompson and Draymond, and then they started winning. That's when they start attracting the free agents. Oh, I want to no go play about the Warriors, it. you know? And I've always said that. You that's exactly. Through. Go ahead, Stan. That, that's exactly why uh, that guy who used to wear number 12 for the Packers, that's why he was attracted to that team that wears green up there yes. in New York. I believe their training facility is in Florham Park, New Jersey, if you know what I'm saying. I do. So, once again, he completely passed up the team that is very, very close to where he grew up in yes. Northern California that now resides in a state with no state income tax. Why do you think he was attracted to that team up there that resides in Forum Park, New Jersey, as far as their training facility? Yep. Uh, guys want to go where their people are young. Hey, Stan, let me ask you this also, after playing, when you get young guys in, you feed off their energy also, don't you? 
Yeah, I mean the young guys, they're the ones that keep you young. You know, they got uh they got all the 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 fancy slang, they got the new dance moves, they know all, everything about the latest social media. So it definitely keeps you young, but all in all I can tell you DA, this is a kids game. That's the beauty about playing in the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball for that matter. You're a grown man getting paid a lot of money to play a kids game. That's why it's literally a dream like what Chris Carter calls it. You're living a dream. You're playing a kids game as a grown man. Oh yeah, and they pay you a lot of freaking money. <laughs> so that, so that just in itself, as a player, you're naturally going to always have that kid in you. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to play this game because, like I said once again, it is for children. It's for five, six, seven year olds, and you're a grown man doing it. So you're naturally going to always have that kid in you. But when you got the young guys that are out there balling, doing their thing, playing with a lot of energy, absolutely, you feed off of it. Well, that's just day one of the NFL draft. We still got a lot more coming your way on Friday and Saturday. And then Stan and I will wrap things up and we'll have a fresh podcast for you. Uh, drop in Monday morning, a full recap of the Raiders draft and any more surprising news that might be making uh, big headlines all over the NFL. But for now, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast presented by betonline.ag. From my partner, Stanford Route, I'm Dennis Ackerman. May all your punts Find the coffin corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.